You're listening to CRV Ambreed's Better Herd podcast, brought to you in partnership with the New Zealand Dairy Exporter. Join us as we talk to CRV Ambreed experts, industry leaders and farmers about hot topics and issues affecting herd improvement in New Zealand's dairy industry today. Keep current with industry news and get practical tips for improving the health and efficiency of your herd. Welcome to the second episode of CRV's Better Herd podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Haitana from the New Zealand Dairy Exporter. With New Zealand in isolation due to COVID-19 for the next few weeks, this podcast series is a great way to help farmers stay connected as they consider their herd improvement options for next season. CRV Ambred has just launched its 2020 Herd Solutions Catalogue and today I'm talking remotely with CRV Product Development Manager Oceana, Peter Van Alzacker and the company's National Sales and Marketing Manager, John Lee. We're discussing CRV's latest bull portfolio, the standout size for the coming season, and industry trends that have influenced CRV's breeding offer to farmers. Welcome, gentlemen. I hope you're keeping yourselves well. Hi, Cheryl. Good to talk to you, and uh, yes, all good. Hey, Cheryl. How are you doing? So it's exciting. CRV's new catalogue's come out, so I've had a bit of a flick through that. Peter, how, tell us how the graduate selection process works for CRV. Yeah, it's a rigorous uh, process and one that comes back every year, but it's an exciting one because uh, we're basically looking at uh, uh, new products um, and that's, all, of course, always exciting. It starts in uh, September when uh, we get our, our first download of new information with uh, fresh daughters milking in the springtime and uh, production information coming in. And then uh, later on in that uh, in the spring, there is uh, trades other than production information coming in too. So um, from a pool of about 135 bulls, uh, we uh, we select the best bulls, the ones that we believe are most suitable to the needs of dairy farmers in New Zealand, and we base that on uh, various needs, not just one trait. And uh, we we get information from uh, production through her testing and trades other than production. That's done in um, in November, and based on that, we uh, we make our decisions. We graduated uh, eighteen bulls uh, this year. That's sort of the the normal number that we graduate for our Frisians, Jerseys, and uh, crossbreds. Yeah, we're pretty stoked with uh, with the quality of the the graduates this year. Uh, we have some great options for uh, for farmers uh, for the herd improvement this year. Uh, there's uh, lots of A2 options. We have uh, industry leading high indexing bulls in there. And we have some uh, new low-end, polled and FE-tolerant bulls in the mix. As CRV is uh, future-focused, uh, we are always planning uh, five years ahead. When it comes to breeding, that's that's what you do. You're always looking five to ten years ahead. Uh, we have to uh, predict the future, so to speak, um, when we uh, when we're bringing in the, the new bulls into our uh, protein test teams. And as CRV, we've we've made a a long-term commitment to focus on uh, healthy and efficient uh, herds. Uh, as CRV, we uh, we are leading in uh, in the health and efficiency space, and that's that's what we see coming through in the graduates. And it's actually exciting to see that focus realised. Uh, our efforts uh, are paying off, and uh, the dairy farmers and our customers will ultimately uh, they will reap the benefits uh, by having uh, better genetics and uh, breed better cows. Great. And um, looking through your catalogue, it's quite easy to spot those facial eczema or low-end sires as well, Peter? Yes, um, we have them in the catalogue with a little icon. 
And uh, if you look for the FE in the low end icon uh, on the top of the, the Bulls page or behind the additional uh, page on the, on the additional page and behind the name, uh, yeah, you can easily spot them. So who are the stars of this year's lineup? Um, let's talk about across breeds in terms of um, across the Frisian jersey and cross breed. Who stands out for you? Yeah, uh, the new shiny thing. Uh, that's what uh, our reps and, uh, and our customers often uh, ask for. And uh, you can't go past number one, can you? So uh, we are lucky to have uh, the number one bull in the industry uh, this year with uh, in Pukatawa King Connacht. Uh, he's a son of Kingpin. He, uh, he graduated uh, last year. And uh, he's an A2A2 bull. Um, he's a joint venture sire with Jersey New Zealand. And he's a key member of the low-end sires team this year. He has excellent ratings for better life, health and efficiency. And he is sure to be a, a farmer favorite. Number four in the country at the moment uh, is a graduate. His name is Glenn Leaf and Quiz. Uh, he's a son of uh, one of our legend sires degree. He's also A2A2. And uh, he's a new graduate that will become a key member of the, the low-end sires team. He rates very well on uh, efficiency, and he's uh, one of uh, the biggest production jerseys uh, in the industry, and he leaves uh, robust daughters. Other bulls in the top 15, um, all breeds, are Coastal, Carrick, and uh, an old favourite, Superstition. So some of those jerseys are really standing out. What stands out in the Frisian bull team? In the Frisians, um, we have uh, a bull called Amrit Grand Lennon. He is a new graduate and he uh, sits at uh, number four on the res list. So he's one of the highest uh, indexing Frisians in the country uh, and the number one graduate uh, nationwide. Another way to say that is the best new bull on the Frisian bull on the block. He's an A2A2 bull. Um, he's by uh, a bull called Grandeur. He will be a member of the Facial Exma team. And uh, he rates really highly on uh, efficiency with big fat beefies, uh, very low cell count and, and tremendous longevity. He's a really uh, great addition to the Frisian team. So are many of the Frisian bulls A2, A2, Peter? Of all the Frisians in the team, uh, more than 60% are uh, A2, A2. We are focusing in our selection, uh, in our portfolio on A2, A2, because it is, we've seen over the last couple of years that it is a, an important uh, trait, and uh, and also in our breeding program, more and more we are focusing on uh, on including a two only bulls. So, who's standing out within the crossbred team? In the crossbred team, um, the leading new bull for us is uh, Ariata Stiano, who um, is a, a J nine F seven. So he's a, a Jersey type crossbred bull. Stiano is by uh, Bima. I uh, was well known in the industry and, and he too will be uh, a key part of the low end sires team. And um, he is our highest rating bull for uh, better life efficiency. He has uh, extreme longevity and great fertility. So uh, his daughters will be enjoyed uh, for a long time. That's great. So you've talked a bit about how bulls have been rating on your better life efficiency and health traits. So CRV launched the Better Life Health Index and Better Life Efficiency Index about two years ago. Can you tell us how that index works and is it still a major focus when considering your offering to farmers? Uh, it is. It's really the umbrella that surrounds our breeding program and, and, and what we do also 
in our marketing and, and our positioning. CRV is leading in health and efficiency, as I said before, and our breeding program is focused on that. And the two indexes, they guide farmers in, in a direction. And uh, as a customer, as a farmer, you can uh, choose whether you want to go more efficiency or health. But we believe that these two traits really tell the story about where where breeding and farming is going. Farmers want better efficiency and health, welfare is important, whether that's for the people or for the animals. So um, these two indexes, uh, they encompass that uh, really well. Better Life Health effectively uh, tells you whether an animal will be easy care. It really stands for improved fertility, healthier others, uh, lower use of antibiotics. Better Life Efficiency is all about higher production from longer lasting cows, uh, but also cows that uh, need less feed to do that production. And it's in that respect, it supports sustainable dairy farming. And how is that rating set out? So farmers should be looking for a five plus percent in terms of those indexes? Well, I guess it's uh, everything above a zero is uh, positive. And the way we've uh, described it, um, anything between one and four is improved performance. If you have a rating between five and nine, it's excellent performance. And uh, 10 plus is, is superior. Another way to say it's off the scale. That's where it sits. But keep it easy. It's those three categories. But if you have, uh, we generally, we select bulls or try to select bulls as much as possible that are positive. And uh, that's the focus. And now a quick word from our sponsor. If you're keen to save money on air tags this season, we recommend you take advantage of CRV's early bird offer. It's possibly the best on the market. You can save up to 10% on air tags simply by contacting your local CRV Ambreed field consultant by the end of April and ordering a combination of Genetics, Estratect and AirTag products. Plus, all early bird orders will go in the draw to win an Air New Zealand Deluxe Mystery Break for two. Once we can travel again, there will be no better time to explore our own backyard. Orders must be placed before the 30th of April 2020. Ask your CRV field consultant for more information and full terms and conditions. Now, back to the show. So after introducing these indexes two years ago, has that helped you narrow even more your bull selection process? It's not the sole focus in the in the bull selection process uh, at the breeding program. There's other factors that come into it. But from a portfolio management uh, perspective, yes, it uh, creates more direction. And I think, uh, Cheryl, it's especially when uh, our reps are talking to farmers and having a discussion about uh, their breeding program and the direction, it's really enable them to create clear direction with their customers to say, okay, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? And do you think efficiency is more important for you or health or both? Or what do you need? So it's about that direction and having a, an easier identifier. Great. And so, John, are you finding farmers have been really receptive with these new efficiency and health traits to help them select their bills? 
Yeah, look, absolutely. Some farmers uh, know exactly what they're looking for in an animal, and, and that might be down to um, individual traits that they need to improve their um, individual cows within their herd. We have other farmers who are um, very cognizant of the fact that we're in changing times and uh, health and efficiency are key to the sustainability of their business. It helps them, uh, gives them a license to farm in the environment that we head into in the next sort of uh, wee while. And so, yep, it gives them helps to um, support maybe what they're already doing, but also gives them a goal to aim for as well around health and efficiency. So it's just, it's just helping them to um, focus their business. So what other traits, John, are farmers looking for when it comes to future-proofing their herd? Well, you know, that's a really interesting question. We um, we get lots of requests every year for different traits. And, and, you know, the real challenge with genetics, I guess, is that um, the more traits that you focus on, um, the slower you're going to achieve some of your other goals. And so, but some of the key ones that we just cannot walk away from in the last sort of seven or eight years has been um, the impact of nitrogen uh, leaching on dairy farms. And so dairy farmers have asked that we uh, look to create an animal genetically that um, urinates less nitrogen and so we've endeavoured down that road and we're really happy with the success that we're making so far. Also with the animal welfare discussion on the table that won't go away, um, where farmers have asked us that we have more uh, dairy animals that uh, are polled, so those are animals that are born without horns and so um, that's something that's really embedded into our scheme uh, to date. And then another one we have, and this is um, this is specific to different parts of the country, but we have farmers that have a real challenge with eczema. And so uh, we are uh, endeavouring to breed a bull that is uh, more tolerant to FE. So those are some of the things um, that our farmers are asking us for. Now, look, you know, these are things that we're on a journey with. You know, breeding takes time and uh, we're really pleased with the progress we've made. And indeed, the feedback we're having from our farmers around these types of traits that we have in the field is exceptional. And in some cases, it's probably, you know, it's, they're even more excited about it than what we are because they're starting to see responses on their farm. But, you know, we have to take a bit more more of a measured approach with um, how we share that excitement because it is uh, still a science that's being uh, worked through and measured. So um, we don't currently see that in in the National Index and and BW, but it's something that we are very confident that in the next 10 years, there will be pressure from dairy farmers to add these types of uh, traits, which we call innovative traits in our business. The pressure will come on that these types of um, things are reflected in the BW. Thanks, John. So you've mentioned that farmers are pretty excited about seeing some of these traits come through. What response in terms of store purchases have you seen from farmers in terms of our low-end size or facial eczema or the other traits that you've mentioned? Yeah, cool. I mean, we've had, uh, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of calves that have been uh, bred from low-end. So if you look at the last 2019 season, over 30% of all CRV's orders were for low-end size. Um, So that's the demand. We're seeing that um, hockey stick up. So we're seeing that as time trudges on, that farmers are wanting more and more of these types of product, which is great to see. It tells us that the investment that we're making in our breeding scheme and the great work that Peter and his team does is actually paying off and farmers are are taking up uh, what we're breeding. So Peter... For a bull to be classed as a low-end sire, what criteria are they meeting? So the uh, the low-end sires, team bulls, um, they are selected based on the uh, demand breeding value that we have created. So uh, we collect that data through our uh, herd testing process. And so all every farmer that herd tests with uh, CRV gets month breeding values for their individual animals. And we collect that to create breeding values for the bulls. 
And uh, we're basically uh, looking for the outliers in uh, on MonBV and they become uh, part of the team. So that's really uh, the way we've worked it. And as John says, is that uh, when uh, the national breeding goal takes this up, then it uh, will likely be uh, included in a different way. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, we select the teams that we believe uh, make a significant impact on improving the low end. Uh, that's how we've taken it, uh, positioned it in the market. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Peter. So we've talked about some of the great lineup across the breeds this year. What else can farmers expect from the CRV catalogue? Well, uh, one of our uh, new products uh, is Automate. We have four Automate teams uh, available, a Frisian, a Frisian Cross, a, a Crossbred and a Jersey team. They are packed with, with high indexing and A2-only uh, sires. And, and you effectively pay uh, what you use and, and it offers great value for money and a, and a very easy way to access our highest indexing sires. And uh, John, you might want to elaborate on, on that one a, bit, a little bit more. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, you know, the Automate team is something that has uh, been created for that farmer who has a core focus on index. And so for us, um, you know, we breed an animal for uh, NZMI, but what that does is it creates an animal um, that has what we call BW+. So that's the index of BW and all the different traits that make that up. We spoke about that last week when we talked to Brian Wickham at uh, NZAL. So the plus for us is the overall farmer opinion. It's the uh, utter overall and, uh, and, and a few other things so yeah we've had some really uh, really good uptake on that the farmers that are focusing on that index uh, bw are very keen to take that product up so it's exciting all around john we've talked about obviously the challenges coming down the pipeline for farmers are you finding farmers uh wanting more of these sort of products with these real key focuses on these high indexes we are. I mean, the high index has always been there. We're in a market now where we do have a very dominant index in BW. Uh, we also have our NZMI um, that's out there, and we breed for NZMI. And the outcome of that is that we have, we also breed high BW animals, and that's because we we share very similar traits. So, look, the BW demand has always been out there, but what we are seeing is demand for what we call these innovative traits. At the moment, as talked about before, you know they're not calculated or measured in BW. But we are breeding sires that create progeny that we are very confident will be needed in 10 years' time. So I guess you could say we're, we think that we're ahead of the curve. If you look at the index today, it, it reflects on an animal that is required today based on historic information. We're trying to breed an animal that we think is going to be needed uh, for 10 years' time. And so that's one of the key differences. So, um, yeah, we are seeing more of a demand for it. There's a bit of caution there with farmers because BW is so well regarded, but at the same token, they can't avoid the fact that these different pressures like um, environment and animal welfare, uh, we have to prepare ourselves to be able to farm for the future. And so they're taking that into consideration whilst they choose BW or NZMI for that matter. I guess, John, the other big trend is farmers wanting to reduce their bobby calf numbers. What sort of increase in beef straws have you noticed and what's some of the products that CRV are bringing out for farmers in that space? 
Yeah, look, we're slowly starting to see that trend that way. I mean, we're getting to a space in New Zealand, as have already happened in some parts of the world, where, um, you know, bobby calves will potentially be no more. We're not quite there yet, but we can see that that's where we're heading towards. And so, uh, you know, farmers have been um, a lot more open to using uh, beef semen. Also, we've had situations where some farmers just don't like a bull on the farm. It's outside of their standard practice or uh, employee's skill set. It can bring uh, risk, uh, danger onto the farm uh, as well as disease. And so we're seeing some farmers also with the advent of um, more and more uh, heat detection technology, some farmers are are using um, all semen as opposed to bulls. So to answer your question, there is definitely a growing demand for beef uh, animals. And so what we're doing is we're tooling up our portfolio to accommodate for that. And so I'll let Peter, you might want to touch on that, Pete, um, from what you see at your end. Thanks, uh, John. Yeah, um, we're certainly broadening uh, our portfolio of beef product. When you look at beef, we're all learning here because it's still early days, but what we see, there's two parts. There's the the maternal traits that the farmers uh, are really interested in because they want beef bulls to be easy calving and they also want to manage the the calving pattern. So they want uh, short gestation uh, dairy beef bulls. And on the other hand, there's the, the growth uh, aspect. The market, the rearers, they want animals to grow. So there's two areas and they can be conflicting. They're actually, in essence, conflicting. And we're looking for these curve benders, uh, so to speak. Uh, and you can find them within a breed, but we also use uh, specific breeds to to achieve that. Uh, so um, yeah, what, what we've introduced uh, new in our beef portfolio this year is, for instance, the stabilizer product that's developed by Focus Genetics. And that product actually it covers the easy calving and uh, the gestation lengths and also the marking. Uh, it actually creates some clear marking. So that that covers the the needs for the dairy farmer. But it also is uh, it's a strong growth product. So that uh, covers the other aspect. And farmers that are rearing beef animals themselves, they will benefit from that. Uh, and otherwise, the growers will. Another product that we added is uh, Belgian Blue from Europe. Uh, we have a partnership uh, in Europe uh, with the Belgian Blue Group. And uh, we've been breeding Belgian Blue specifically for the dairy beef uh, sector for uh, more than 10 years already there. And uh, these bulls are very short gestation, but they also have uh, tremendous growth. So that's two new options uh, for our beef portfolio. Our most popular option for a number of years now has been our, our fertile short gestation Hereford. The Hereford is still the most popular beef breeds, dairy beef breeds out there because of their white face. They create these clear markings. This year, the, this her, uh, fertile team is uh, 100% pulled. So all the cows will be uh, without horns. And uh, it's, it remains an ideal product uh, for farmers wanting high fertility, tail end mating with short gestation, easy calving beef bulls. And it's unique to CFE. Fantastic. So that Belgian blue is part of your dairy beef speciality breeds, is it, Peter? Correct, yes. So how many breeds are in there? The specialty beef uh, part, uh, all the the main and in-demand dairy beef breeds are uh, represented in that. So anyone that that has a specific dairy beef breed they are uh, wanting to use, they can contact our our reps and, and they have all the information for them. And the good thing is, Cheryl, is that um, you know we keep adding to those uh, beef breeds uh, based on demand. So with some of those uh, breeds that you have seen turn up this year, you know that's been because farmers have asked for it, and so we are really open to that. And it's uh, up to the breeding team to source it. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen more speckled parks out on the ground this year. 
Yeah, they've actually been uh, one of the more popular uh, dairy beef uh, uh, options uh, out there in the last two years. Um, they have a great fluff factor, as I call it. Um, they are cute, um, and, and the markings are, uh, they look great, but they're also effective. People like you should buy them to put them on your lifestyle block so that you can have, you know. If I can afford one, John. Goodness <laughs> yeah, me. Right. They're not cheap. <laughs> Thanks for listening to part one of this episode of CRV's Better Heard podcast. Get the full story by tuning into part two and learn more about CRV's bull offering for 2020. Read more about today's topic and our panel guests by visiting CRV Ambreed's website, www.crvforall, that's the number 4all.co.nz, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Check out our upcoming topics and join us again soon for your Better Heard Fix.